Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. January 31st, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Booker and I are going to get into some corner recruiting discussion, looking at some of the top corners uh, that the Buckeyes are in on for the 2021 class. And Jay Book, let's start right at the top, man. Uh, the number one corner in the country, Tony Grimes, number 10 overall prospect, obviously a five-star kid out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Sounds like Kerry Combs is making a massive difference so far with the recruitment early on in his recruitment Ohio State was one of the front runners and they went to an afterthought it sounds like Jay Book and now they're back to being quote one of the front runners just uh what are you hearing about Tony Grimes and just how big would that be if uh Kerry Combs can land him yeah credit to 11 Warriors for um posting an article that just came out this week uh, where they were interviewing Tony Grimes Tony Grimes father and uh you have to feel really good about what uh, the father had to stay there. Like, as you mentioned, essentially Ohio State looked like they were out of it. But with the emergence of Kerry Combs back on the staff, Ohio State is really in the thick of things. Obviously, cornerback is going to be a huge priority for this team. Um, the Buckeyes told Grimes that he's their top guy at the position on the board. He's one of the top guys on 24-7 rankings and in the country, a top 10 guy. Once they get their five stars, he will be a five-star cornerback but the thing that really got me excited was the father said that they are coming back to Ohio State not only for a day trip but they plan to spend four days at Ohio State so that right there tells me that the interest uh, that the family has in Ohio State is legit you just don't come up to Ohio State and spend four days if you're not interested a lot of times in the spring uh, if kids from the south want to come up it'll just be a a quick high and buy and go do a somewhat of a Midwest tour. But with Grimes spending actual time there really has to be encouraging for the staff. Uh, Kerry Combs is, is a guy that's being highly, highly uh, praised to the Grimes family. In fact, the Grimes father said that Maryland's defensive coordinator even said that that was a heck of a hire for Ohio State. So I, I think as things stand right now, uh, you have to like, where Ohio State's trending towards. Obviously, they have to make up some ground because they fell behind there for quite a bit. And the thing that really made me smile was the father and Grimes calling Ohio State DBU. I know Ohio State players and the fan base, we like to fancy ourselves when saying Ohio State is DBU. But when you have the premier corner in the country uh, reiterating those type of sentiments, then that has to be a positive sign. 
I don't even know if it's much of a debate if you look at things like the NFL draft. <laughs> if you just take the bias out of it and you look at all of the first-round picks from Ohio State, particularly at corner. I mean, there's been some safeties. I mean, Malik Hooker was a first-round pick at safety. You know, Mike Doss was a second-round pick. There's been some safeties that have been – but it's mostly been corners, and there's been a ton of first-round corners at Ohio State. And even, you know, some guys – um, that were third-round corners, fourth-round corners. You know, Kendall Sheffield was a third-rounder. Duran Graham was a fourth-rounder. I mean, it's on and on and on. Chimdi Chekwa, um, it's just, it's amazing. I don't really don't think there's much debate that it's DBU, but not that we're biased or anything, uh, Jay Buck. But uh, looking on to some other guys in this 2021 class, first of all, hopefully they get Tony Grimes. That would be huge for the Buckeyes, and obviously Kerry Combs is doing a great job. So we'll keep the listeners updated on the recruitment of Tony Grimes, obviously Bill Curlick and Bill Green and our staff at 24-7 with Steve Wilfong. Those guys will have plenty of stuff on Tony Grimes. But looking ahead uh, to some other guys, Jay Book, Ja'Kalen Johnson is the number five corner in the country in that 2021 class, number 51 overall player in the country. Kid out of St. Louis, Missouri. It's been a good town for Ohio State to recruit over the last few years. Um, right now, I mean, there's only four crystal ball picks in for Ja'Kalen Johnson, Jay Book, um, but three of them are going to Ohio State. So the Buckeyes are the early front runner. it looks like. Um, what are you hearing about Ja'Kalen Johnson? What do you like about him? Do you think he'll be a Buckeye? Yeah, you have to like that our very own Bill Curley, who's pretty conservative when it comes to putting him putting in his crystal ball picks, that he casted one last week for Johnson. So I think that's encouraging on that front there. Um, Ohio State has made some tremendous inroads into the St. Louis area, obviously with Ezekiel Elliott um, starting that little pipeline that they've had going uh through there for the last several years. So the need for cornerback is a major priority. So Ohio State is putting a huge emphasis on that position. They need to bring in at least three to four legit cornerbacks after they had a a short recruiting class this past uh, signing day. So I think uh, Johnson, if, if he can, if Ohio State can continue to get him on campus and continue to recruit him hard, I like the where I like where they're at with him, but the guy that I think a, a sleeper that people should be um, keeping the name in the back of their mind is Jordan Hancock. When Steve Wilfong cast a crystal ball, he's obviously going to get some intel that's saying that this kid is trending in that direction. And with Steve Wilfong putting in a crystal ball for Jordan Hancock, uh, the number 24 corner out of um, outside of Atlanta, Georgia in North Gwinnett, that right there makes me perk up and take a look at this kid. And he's a baller. Um, 24-7 has him rated as a 90% um, composite. So I think that's another guy that they're going to have to keep their eyes on. And the one thing that you look at with all of these corners, they're all six-foot corners. They're not going after smaller guys. Ohio State has uh, one of the things that you, you really appreciate about Ohio State is they have their body types that they recruit. Um, this past cat, this past class with uh, Watson stuff, he's a more of a taller corner, but they're they're keeping those six foot six one type corners uh, always consistently recruiting them. So Jordan Hancock is a sleeper guy to keep your keep your eyes out on. You know, life is good in recruiting when a four star kid. Um, I know he's relatively low four star, but still a four star kid is. Uh considered under the radar that is uh the life of ohio state recruiting though and I, you're right i mean obviously corner recruiting and just db recruiting in general is big for this uh 2021 class so hopefully Kerry combs can land two or three really good ones in this class i have no doubt he will um uh, let's switch gears jay book and talk some actual uh 
2020 team stuff. Let's look at uh, how the offense might look um, in year two of the Ryan Day era, year two of the Justin Fields era. I don't know if it's going to be like you know it was with Dwayne Haskins a couple years ago where it's that pass-heavy, but I do expect it to be more pass-heavy than what we saw last year. Just how, how do you expect it to break down roughly with the run-pass balance this year for the Buckeyes? I think it's, I think it's probably going to be a 65-35, 70-30 pass-first type of offense here because the one thing that Ryan Day does is he always plays to his strength. And as you mentioned, the Dwayne Haskins passing attack, that was Ohio State's bread and butter. Uh, they had a guy that goes goes out and throws for 50 touchdowns, break Drew Brees' record, and that was the strength of the team uh, when it came to the offense. J.K. Dobbins, uh, that was his down year, and he even admitted that his, his body and his mind was not where it should have been. Um, you look at where they're at right now, you look at that wide receiver room, and that's where your thoroughbreds are at right now. Uh, with the with all of the freshmen coming in, and then Chris Alave, who's looking like a smaller version of Terry Glenn, and then you throw in Garrett Wilson, who's looking like he's going to be a first round wide receiver, and then you get to reports on on Bucknuts that Jamison Juice Williamson looks like he is going to be an absolute stud. He's a burner. He just needs to get his hands together, but he's a stud to throw in there. Who's going to be able to stretch the field? So you have. Uh, you know, seven, eight, nine guys. Jalen Gill, what's he going to do? Is he going to be able to break out? If he did, if he does break out, that's another prime time uh, player with the football in his hand. So I, I like where the offense is headed as far as the wide receiver room. Um, Master Teague, I think him and Marcus Crowley and Steel Chambers, those three guys will give you enough to keep the defenses honest. Um, I do believe that Master T will be a 1,000-yard running back, just given the ample opportunities to get touches early on in those first and second quarters. I think he will be very serviceable. But I, I'm looking at Justin Fields having a monster, monster year, especially with this wide receiver core. If you, if you show me another wide receiver unit in the country, um, top to bottom, that's better than, than Ohio State, I will easily debate you. You can make a case for some of the, the Alabama and the LSU guys there, but you know the Ohio State wide receiving room under Brian Hartline will have a monster year. Yeah, very well said. And you know, I, I will point this out: even two years ago, when Dwayne Haskins threw for nearly five thousand yards, you know, over forty nine hundred passing yards, threw for exactly fifty touchdowns, shattered all of the Big Ten passing records. Um, even that season, J.K. Dobbins went over a thousand yards, and Mike Weber almost did. They almost had two thousand yard rushing uh, backs that year, even during a historically great passing year. Now they had a quarterback that didn't run, so that played into that. But still, my point is, even if it is like a big time passing offense, like we think it will be this year, I mean, Ryan Day is still going to commit to the run, as you said, to a certain degree. I still think they're going to have a thousand yard back, like you mentioned. If it's Master Teague as the starter, I think he'll be a thousand yard back. All right, last thing, we talked a little bit about defensive tackles last week on the show. We went through a lot of the depth chart stuff last week. I want to dive a little deeper on that to close out this morning's show. Um, obviously, Tommy Togi, yeah, Jay Book, is going to be the main man at that one tech. Um, at three tech, who do you think is going to be that main guy that's going to step up? Yeah, we, we talked about the three tech. I think um, it's going to be a contention on Terran Vincent being healthy. Um, I, I think he has the highest ceiling when it comes to all of those guys as far as pure natural talent. He has to stay on the field. I think just getting a year off and getting his body right 
and being under the guidance of, uh, of Coach Mick will pay huge dividends to him. He needs to have a monster spring coming up. But you, you look at a guy like Haskell Garrett, I thought he really flashed uh, whenever he got his opportunities. And then last week we mentioned, you know, Antoine Jackson who can play from both sides. Obviously, uh, Larry Johnson doesn't like to have guys rotating back and forth. He likes to put them at that one position and let them go. Uh, but I think Jackson will pro provide you with some depth. But me, if I'm a betting man right now, I'm going I'm going on Taron Vincent being the guy who's going to emerge and be a primetime player at that position. I would like to see it happen. He was the number one defensive tackle recruit in the entire nation in 2019, or excuse me, in 2018. Uh, will be a third-year sophomore this uh, coming season. So as you mentioned, the talent's definitely there. The talent's definitely there with Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Appreciate your insights as always, and I appreciate everybody out there for listening to the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try to buy swag, best in band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.